Hello everyone. Welcome back to Sisui. Uh, I'm your host, Vladimir Zhukovsky. Vitaio. Vitaio vas, ljubitruzi. Today I have a very special guest, uh, my friend, realtor, and real estate expert, Andre Golchuk. How you doing, Andre? Pretty good. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, of course, dude. Uh, good, to ha- good to have you. Um, so, Andre, why don't you uh, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about what you do. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so, you know, I honestly, I wish I started real estate earlier. I started two years ago. I was mm-hmm. reg- registered nurse prior to that. Uh, I don't dive too deep into that. Um, worked in the ER for a bit and then went into real estate. I figured out that there was a passion in that for me and mm-hmm. just loved it, loved it. And been a broker for two years, like I said. And, uh, yeah, just kind of enjoying it, loving it. Um, of course, it comes with its challenges, but we'll talk about a few today. <laughs> especially uh, especially yeah. during this time, right? Um, so, I mean, let's get right to it. Um, coronavirus time, people are getting laid off. Uh, it's the first week of April, bills are due. Uh, business is closed, profits not being made, you know, people not really moving around. Um, are we in or are we headed for a housing crisis uh, in the middle of all of this craziness? Is that another thing that people have to worry about right now? You know, housing, I think that everybody can already tell that housing doesn't, uh, we don't see an effect on housing like you would on the stock market or Bitcoin. Right. Uh, So housing, you'll see results generally 90 days from the day of the whatever happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, So really right now we don't see much change and we'll talk a little bit more about it. But the real question is how do we define crisis in the housing market? You know, so uh, everyone interprets Uh, it. 2008? 2008 style (laughs) housing. I mean, that's what I, you know, my latest memory is the 2008 market crash, even though I was young and didn't know really what was going on. But I think that's what kind of people are like think might happen. I would say that that's that's pretty good a uh, definition of crisis that two thousand eight <laughs> was pretty intense uh a lot of people lost their jobs, you know, but at that time it was a bank issue uh it was yeah. a bank crisis. the banks have to get bailed out, and also you know real estate was just not as controlled and regulated as it as it is now, so I would say that currently we're not in a crisis. I wouldn't say that we currently are seeing the effects of a crisis. Uh, I posted mm-hmm. I posted out on Facebook that, hey, uh, buyers, enjoy the sale right now. Because <laughs> um, th- there's a sale right now. But uh, I, I believe, and not every broker is going to agree. Some that have been through 2008 are going to disagree with me, are going to disagree with me. So, I mean, because uh, we don't know, right? That's that's the fear of the unknown. We don't know what's going to happen. Yep. We hope it doesn't, but like everybody's going to have their opinions on it. Not, not any one person is going to be right. You know. Really, we we are going to know whether or not we this coronavirus has really affected the real estate market. Is we we will look at the peaks of activity based on previous years, mm-hmm. and if during those peaks we're not seeing that much activity, then we know is affected, right? 
Mm-hmm. Right. But so we really there's no way real time measuring. I think um, because this this coronavirus happened. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is kind of like peak real estate season usually. And so right now, um, a lot of people are um, staying at home. You know, maybe they're not um, they're not going out in open houses. Uh, we'll talk about things like that a little bit later. Um, so over the past month, right, which is about as long as this, this thing's been going on, at least in terms of quarantine and lockdown, um, over the past month, do you, do you, is there anything that you've seen that we're at least maybe seeing a slowdown? Um, is it staying the same? Is it picking up? What do you what are you kind of seeing here? From my end, uh, last year, twenty nineteen, I was seeing about four hundred to six hundred homes coming on the market here, just oh, wow. within my the parameters that I've set wow. um, yeah. here in the Puget Sound region. So this year, we're seeing about. 150 to 350 so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we're seeing less listings of course during this time uh, which is a little bit concerning but uh listings have been have slowed down Uh, buyer activity was almost forced to slow down you know if, 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 if it was up to me uh you know of course taking the right precautions and uh you know proper signage hand sanitizer, masks, gloves, whatever was necessary, I would still be holding open houses and things like that. But now we're seeing restriction in open houses, appointments only for showings. Mm, Uh, So in comparison to 2018, though, we, we have slowed down. But in comparison to 2019, believe it or not, we're still doing better. Hmm. So, okay. And I mean, I think it's it, it's obviously a positive sign too that not everybody's just trying to frantically sell their house right now. It kind of tells you a little bit about the um, the psyche of people. Um, in that, you know, in two thousand eight, houses I'm sure were just trying to like just, just sell it, get rid of it, you know, dump it as fast as you can. Um, people are, seem to be doing that with stocks right now, but not so much the real estate market. So uh, people seems like are in a pretty good place right now. Um, I also want. I wonder if um, interest rates have something to do with that. So the Fed cut interest rates to like near zero, right, for like new home buyers, um, which is pretty crazy because the last time we saw that was during the last housing crisis in two thousand eight, uh, or the financial crisis. I'm sorry. So right now, um, I actually just checked the web few websites today. Um, we're looking at like home loans of about three and a half to four and a half percent. Doesn't seem to have changed that much honestly i feel like you know even even a few months ago we were right around there maybe a little bit lower at around three percent um but so from your experience do you think uh interest rates are having an impact as well or do you think people are probably just kind of like wait it out you know see what happens in six months and then buy or sell interest rates are it's it's very interesting when you said they it was about zero to point two five percent i believe that was the number near zeros the yeah Yeah, (laughs) near zeros so the feds lowering those rates those rates are benefiting banks and you Mm -hmm. know whomever else and then usually that should reflect on the buyers and on you know the consumer market Mm -hmm. Uh, so uh we we're not seeing that because 
I had I had a few conversations with mortgage lenders as to why that wasn't happening, and I they are saying that a if they were to lower interest rates for loans um, lower than two percent, it wouldn't make sense mm-hmm. uh, because based on a few factors, they would actually be down under when it came out mm. to. Um, you know, and they, and they want to be in the business, right? So, yeah. um, they, hey, everybody wants to make money. <laughs> yeah, everybody wants to save their skin. And so uh, I said, I, I spoke to the lender and I said, well, aren't banks a little greedy? And, uh, you know, they, he, he got a little upset by that. But um, he was essentially saying, hey, you know, we, we still got to make a little money. So um, yeah, that's yeah. kind of why. employees we, to pay. Yeah. yeah. But refinances were doing great. Uh, however, mm-hmm. the the buyers coming in buying first-time homes or you know buying a home they did not see such a such a good good rate so I would say rates will continue to stay low when this is over uh, it's generally interest rates uh, lower interest rates stimulate the economy uh, they mm-hmm. stimulate the you know they bring in more buyers um, right, right. and I say they're gonna stay low because one we have a Republican president and Republicans mm-hmm. are known to drive interest rates down and stimulate economy. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. They they want to help, you know, the economy in that aspect. And uh, it's going to bring in more buyers after this. So we need time to recover. And in order for our economy to recover, I believe that they're going to keep the rates low. Uh, they're not going to go high. And that's going to actually going to be a good and a bad thing. I'd say it's mm-hmm. it's good because buyers are going to benefit from low rates. Uh, bad because there's going to be way too many buyers now buying and it's again going to so you think prices are going to jack up again because people are competing for yep uh, prime so, real estate basically yep because right now hey believe it or not we current current supply is is very interesting we we are not seeing uh we are actually seeing less supply than we did in 2019 mm-hmm, when it comes right. to homes on market so um, once Which makes buyer, sense because we're in the middle of this, like people can't even build right now, right? Unless it's yep. like an essential, uh, essential build. Yeah, yeah. So we've seen homes for sale. There's been about thirty-two percent decrease comparison to twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. However, you you remember twenty eighteen, and there was just this weird slowdown in twenty eighteen. A lot of people yeah. thought. Uh-huh. A lot of people thought that that slowdown was caused by the Chinese investors pulling out. And um, that was because China clamped down on their economy and they wanted to stabilize a few things. And so they actually restricted uh, exporting of funds out of yeah. China. Yeah, so, capital controls. Yeah. Yep, capital control. And so we saw a 32% decrease in 2019, but we, we actually see an increase in homes for sale compared to 2018. So there's, hmm. there's a few factors even thinking about days on market, days on market has decreased from 2019, but increased from 2018. So uh, we're mm-hmm. seeing we're seeing interesting things like that just happening right now, and it wouldn't make sense for the real estate economy to completely collapse or fall apart if the rates are going to stay this low. So uh, I'm thinking after we start recovering. Depending on who's elected as president, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 
Uh, so I'm not for or against one party, but I'm just speaking facts. And Democratic yeah. candidates generally would like to be more conservative when it comes to rates. And taxation is also more stringent, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's that's history. And uh, so if, if a Democratic president is elected, then uh, that might change things. But otherwise, I believe that the, in, the rates will stay pretty low. Do you see a difference? I mean, you obviously you work for uh, Realogic Sotheby's. Uh, you're in the Kirkland area, but you service like the entire east side. Um, so obviously, you're, you know, you're, you're doing a lot of sales for houses that are in the, the upper range. Um, I'd say that that's what's typical for most of Washington. Um, do you see a difference between uh, like the number of listings or sales for houses that are maybe, you know, say sub 500,000 or above 500,000? Is there like a big disconnect between sort of like, you know, affluent and not so affluent people? And, and I would say mm-hmm. that the sellers that are in the 800,000s and higher, mm-hmm. there's not that much of change of activity when it comes to listings. Um, there are homes that are selling in, with multiple uh, offers uh, with few days on market. However, the homes that are really seeing a complete uh, change due to this COVID-19 it are the homes below that six hundred thousand? Um, mm-hmm. We we are seeing a huge. Uh, of course, online presence is there. People are viewing your home, but there's no offers coming in. Um, <laughs> they got a lot so, of time to look at houses now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you know, beautiful pictures won't bring people into open houses because there are no open houses. <laughs> so so th- that's the problem. Is the millennial generation and the the thirty five percent of the market, which are I'd say millennials, they don't want to work with real estate brokers as much as the previous generations. Mm, and so mm-hmm. they would rather come into an open house and view a home than work directly yeah. through someone. So they they are not coming into open houses and we're not seeing that traction, that activity. So it's it's been quite interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'll admit that's that's basically how we found the place that we're living in now is like it was just outside the radius that I had asked my real estate agent to like sort of cover for me. Um, and I was just at work, uh, you know, just on Redfin. And I was just like, oh, it's Snoqualmie. Like, that's right next to Issaquah. Let's look there. Um, and so we found the place. The open house was like a, a day or two after that. I went there by myself with my wife. And uh, yeah, like 90 days later, we, we were moved in, you know. Um, so I, I agree with you. If You know, if you don't have those open house opportunities, um, it's definitely going to restrict um a lot of buying activity. So if if real estate agents can't do open houses, what what other things like like what are you doing um, to try to um, entice buyers right now? Really that online presence is crucial. So that's that's perfect for Realogic Sotheby's because we are our we are first a marketing platform and mm-hmm. then we are brokerage. So Sotheby's was around very long time and we just have this ideal marketing and we could push out listings into spheres that other brokerages can't for example we have partnership with geekwire and mm-hmm. puget sound business journal things like that that allow us to have exposure so um really not much has changed in regards to the caliber of the type of listings we have we have mm-hmm. uh even listings uh 
in the 500,000s, in the 300s. Uh, 35% of our business is below 500,000. So believe it or not. Oh, interesting. Okay. So, so if you do good virtual walkthroughs, um, there was a period of time where we couldn't stage homes and we couldn't take photos. Uh, we couldn't oh, wow. have photographers take photos. So what brokers were doing is they were actually having sellers take photos and having professional <laughs> photographers edit those photos. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, so now, however, it came back. Jay Inslee allowed it. He said, now we can stage, we can take photos and all that. So, oh, okay. But That's good. Prior, yeah. prior to that, virtual staging was actually a thing where a company comes in virtually, uh, stages it, and it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and so really that, and then having, you know, now we can schedule appointments for buyers to see homes, uh, whereas, you know, for a week we had no showings whatsoever. So, um, but now now we could have buyers come in, but they have to be with the real estate broker. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, so if, you know, if someone is thinking about, if someone out there who's listening to this podcast um, is, is thinking about buying a house, should they go for it now? Um, I mean, obviously there seems to be a, at least a lack of demand. Um, or do you think they should kind of wait until things sort of settle down um, that way they can more, you know, make it maybe a better, more informed decision or is, or is it just such a good time? Cause like you mentioned, it's a great time for sales, right? Or, or a great time to get a deal it is now the time. A lot of buyers are going to say, well, you're biased, Andre. And you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a non-biased answer to that. The, the question is, can you afford a gamble on the economy, uh, mm-hmm. to say that three or four months down the road, you're going to be, you're going to be able to, to say that three or four months down the road, you're going to be able to afford buying a home mm-hmm. because the article that I read about China starting to recover and whether or not it's true, but I firmly believe that once there is a, it's like a good to go order for everybody to resume normal activity. It probably yeah. won't happen like that, but once it happens, I predict that the buyers that were itching to buy within the past couple months and still want to are mm-hmm. going to rush into this market like like a horde. <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's gonna be a battlefield. And if you're if you enjoy multiple offers, I say wait. Mm-hmm. If if you enjoy losing out on properties, you could probably wait and gamble on it. Um, I always tell my first-time right. home buyers, and I say, "Hey, look at this as more of a long-term investment during unstable environments, rather than yeah. a short-term investment." I would say, if you have three to five percent down, and you want to buy, and you can afford the monthly paying payment buying now, purchase purchase a home before it's too late. And mm-hmm. I, I predict that in the next five to ten years. housing will become so expensive that people are going to start living together and buying homes together, Mm -hmm. multi-families. Yeah, I mean, we were, uh, we bought our house in 2018. And uh, at the time, uh, I think this was, we were looking in January. So the real estate market was pretty hot at that time. Uh, And some people were like, maybe you should wait, you know, like, it's, it's, everything's gonna fall eventually, right? (laughs) 
And I feel like our people, like Slavic people, especially like every single year, I hear this from everybody. Like, okay, this is the year. This is the year. This is the year. It just keeps going. Um, and, but you know, like the mindset that I went to it in uh, with was, look, we're having a, we're having a kid. Uh, we need a, we need a place. I don't want to rent anymore. Renting's too expensive. I might as well buy a house. And I don't, I, I'm not thinking about you know, selling the house in, in a year or two. Um, it's something that I want to settle in for a long time. And then if it's the right time to sell, then I'll sell. And so I think what you said is, is really important because for people, if they're, if they're trying to buy a house right now, don't look at it as like, you're trying to make an investment in something, you know, um, just look at it as like, look, I need a place to live. And, uh, I have certain requirements for my family. Like we need X number of bedrooms. We want a place with a good school district, um, in a nice area. If you can afford it, I mean, go for it. And especially if um, if interest rates are low enough for you that you can make the monthly payment, then, you know, why wouldn't you? <laughs> Flippers right now, this is the market's too volatile for a person to come in and try to flip a home. This is the terrible mm-hmm. time. Uh, however, if you're a long-term investor point, and you're yeah. trying to fill up your portfolio, I say that you already know that in 2008, when real estate fell and housing prices fell, Rental units were still renting at or above what they were prior to the fall. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you're as an investor, come in and buy and just be confident knowing that, hey, rent, people always divert to renting when there's an unstable economy. So looking at it from the other side, then, if uh, if somebody is thinking about selling their house, um, should they wait? You know, or should they just sort of try to get rid of it, you know, or maybe get rid of it's not the right way to put it, but should they try to sell now um, while there's just, you know, a few buyers who are looking out to get a deal if they're willing to come down on price um, or should they just wait it out? I always approach sellers from a different perspective than I would approach buyers. And I, I want to know your motive as to why you're selling. If you're selling because you have plenty of equity in your home and you want to take the equity and run somewhere or move or whatever, then you're gambling on whether or not the equity will be here in the next few months or four months down the road. If you're able, if you would like to sell and keep that equity, I say sell now because mm-hmm. you you don't know. You don't want to gamble on that. We don't know right. how long this COVID-19 thing will last. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. We can anticipate, but so, however, if you're selling it, but you can afford to hold on to it, I say, you know, maybe it's best to hold on to until we see some positive, you know, a positive trajectory for this COVID-19 and the curve, you know, and everything, the results are coming in positive. If you price your home properly, if you, have great photos if you do a you know like a virtual video or walkthrough whatever it may be if you market it properly and use a Sotheby's broker trust me there is the caliber it's not biased of, right it is very biased <laughs> but there's a reason why I joined Sotheby's I, I interviewed about four different brokerages and I'm not going to mm-hmm. say which ones there's a reason why I'm still with Sotheby's because our marketing is is top notch. There's no other brokerage that can advertise and market like Sotheby's would. So work with the Sotheby's broker, 
and have them market your home properly and be strategic about it and you'll easily sell your home. I'm seeing homes fly off the shelf in a couple of days. I see homes sit for 30 or 60 days. So yeah. it's every home will sell at the right price. That's a very good insight actually. Well, Andre, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. I think a lot of people have a lot of things that they can take away, especially if, um, you know, if you're trying to buy or sell right now, sort of think about your intentions, what, what you want to do. Try maybe not to let uh, whatever is happening right now in the economy or with COVID uh, impact that decision so much, but um, just make the decision that's you know right for you. And of course, if you are trying to buy or sell, be sure to contact Andre Golchin. All right. So l- listen, uh, I'd love to have you on the show again. Uh, maybe once all this dust settles and things sort of get back to normal, we can kind of uh, take a look at, at this again, see what happened. Were we right? Were we wrong? Did something just com- you know else completely happen at the time? So, And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, as always, if you have any burning questions, uh, show topics, um, be sure to let me know. Drop me a line. I'm on Instagram at VladiJuko. Uh, be sure to give my friend Andre a follow if you haven't already. He is at Andre Golchuk. And look, look he's, he's a really great resource, uh, especially if you have any... Um, real estate consultation questions you want to ask him um he's definitely a great resource um him and i talk once a week at least and we usually bring up real estate because i mean come on he's a real estate agent he's always trying to sell me something i'm just kidding so hey thanks again uh for listening we'll see you next time goodbye